Did you know that your favorite band also loves your favorite hockey team? If you love hockey and you love music, you're going to love Bar Down Breakdown, a podcast that explores the crossover between alternative music and the sport we love, hockey. Every NHL player wants to be in a band, and every band guy wants to be an, 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 you know, a pro athlete. With guests from all over the globe, come along with us as we interview some of the most captivating names in alternative music and talk about why we love hockey and how it's influenced us. You know, there was a, for a few seconds, I thought, like, well, maybe we should wear Montreal jerseys. And then I was like, mm, I think you should stay neutral. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. So tune in every Tuesday on the Hockey Podcast Network, where we'll have a brand new guest and a unique look into the bridge between hockey and music. Kings fans and welcome to episode 9 of season 2 of the Kings Den as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining us here for episode 9 of season 2 of the Kings Den. We have so much to get to. Training camp has started. It's so exciting. But as always, before we get started, don't forget to follow us on social media at the Kings Den THPN on both Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget to follow us. Don't forget to follow me, your host, Jordy Cunningham, on Twitter at CunninghamJordy or on Instagram if you want at Jordy underscore Cunningham23. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. Of course, this whole thing would not happen without the Hockey Podcast Network. We are so happy and grateful to be a part of this great network. And don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube for all of the great video footage around the whole network. And don't forget to follow us on Patreon for just $1. You can find all of our exclusive bonus content, including After Hours and everything else. So go check us out on Patreon for just $1. Happy New Year, LA Kings fans. Happy New Year, hockey fans. Welcome to the Kings Den. It is 2021. Let's hope it is a better year than 2020. Hey, it already is. You know why? Because fucking training camp has started. Hockey is back, folks. Hockey is back. Training camp has started for the LA Kings. Exciting, exciting times here. Their first time on the ice since middle since the middle of March. They're excited. The fans are excited. We have three days of training camp to break down. Lots of interviews, lots of quotes. We had a lot to break down here, the lines. And then we'll get into some World Junior talk as well because we are into the Final Four. And the Kings prospects have been very impressive at the tournament once again this year. So we'll get into all of that here on episode nine, season two of the King's End. But let's get into it right away. Training camp started on New Year's Eve on the 31st. High intensity right away, as always. Just like how head coach Todd McClellan likes to run it. He likes high intensity. He likes getting them back in shape right away. And you know what? It has to be like that because you're not playing any uh, exhibition games you're not playing any games against you're only playing yourself in preseason so you have to do what you can to get ready and they touch about that on day two and three how 
you can do so much in the off season. You don't get your stamina back until you're quite out there playing, playing in the scrimmages, getting the getting in five on five action, playing in the games. But so that is a bit of a curve. But they made the point that every team is going to have like that because you don't really get back into it until get that stamina back until you can be on the ice again. But anyways, day one, they did it as they have everyone. They haven't broke down into two groups, A and B, and then they would scrimmage against each other. So in A and B, in group A, the lines were as followed. Kopitar centering Ayafalo and Brown. Amadio centering Moore and Luff. Anderson centering Grunstrom and Fajmo. Dudas centering Esamont and Madden. Anderson and Roy as the first transfer. Clegg and Alt as second. And then Brickley and Doozy as the third. Defense pair, and then Peterson and Vitala as the goaltenders for Group A, and then Group B has a Quick, Grozenik, and Ingram has the goaltenders, and the lines were Velarde, Kempe, and Ferk, Lazat, Wagner, and Carter, uh, Anderson, Dolan, Thomas, and Kapari, Amama and Rush, Risha, Risha, sorry, Risha, and then Olimata, brand new to the team, and Drew Doughty. McDermott and Sean Walker, Mouvrier and Strand, and then Phillips is the seventh defenseman. So those were the groups. They're not really changing them for now, but they're scrimmaging with these two groups. Again, high intensity, as I said. They did a controlled scrimmage, so a situational and continuous play five-on-five scrimmage. It was a little different than what usually happens, but they wanted to try this approach this year, and it worked out for them. They really like it, what's going on so far. Uh... The Swedish line apparently has just looked great so far at training camp. And I'm really happy that they put this line together for now in the newcomer, Lars Anderson, centering Grunstrom and Fajo. I think this could be a line. I honestly really like this all Swedish line. They said the for now, these groups are staying together. These lines are staying together because they want it's head coach. Paul McClellan said it's unfair to put players in a blender right away. It's unfair to do that. You want we're sticking with these lines for now because it's unfair to put them in a blender right away. But on day one, Anderson had a nice goal. Matt Luff had two nice goals. Uh, Gabe Velarde had a nice goal in the scrimmage, and uh, Carl Grundstrom scored two as well. So there, you can see Anderson and Grundstrom. There's some chemistry there, and Marty Furk had one as well. And they said it was different the controlled uh, scrimmages, but head coach Tom McClellan said that. It's that we approach the scrimmage a little differently than maybe in other years. The first half, what I call a con- what I call a con- controlled scrimmage, where we set up certain situations. We were reminded of what we needed to do in those moments, and let and then we let them play. The second half of the scrimmage was face off, drop, and play on from there. The pace early was really good, but as we near the end of the game, ice conditions as well as fatigue came into play. So there was a bit of a a fall off, but none. But none of that was not expected. I think we're in a good spot, and we'll see how we do tomorrow. So that was day one of training camp. Head coach Tom McClellan liked what he seen, what he saw. Like I said, fatigue is a little bit of issue, and they they make the point that said that's going to be different. That's every all thirty one teams are going to have that diff, difficulty. All thirty one teams are going to have that difficulty. These LA Kings players, they're just excited to be back, be back on the ice, and they're excited to be playing again because they haven't played since March. They're one of the seven teams here that gets to start training camp early. They are excited to be playing. They are excited to be back on the ice. And the older guys, Doughty, 
Carter, the cup guys, Kopitar, Brown. They said after day one of training camp that this this start of training camp was almost better than last year's because last year you have head coach Todd McClellan in there for the first time. He has a whole new system than what the one what these veterans have used been used to in their whole careers as LA Kings in the cup runs. This is a whole new system. So last year was a bit of an adjustment period learning it, but this year they came back and they said it was better because they know the system and Doty even went as far to say it's installed in their brains, the new system. So uh Kopitar went on to say we played seventy we played games last year and Todd was honest the whole time to do things right and do them within the system. Coming here now it's a lot easier than coming last year to training camp. Even though we're going to have a fourteen day camp, it's still going to be easier to just refresh and remind than teaching us the whole deal. It's going to be easier, but we've got to put in the work and make sure we're on top of things to tr- to keep trying to get better. McClellan, McClellan McClellan said that he was pleased to uh, with everyone at the start of training camp here and the information that they retained and brought back. There are there are thirty six tr- thirty six skaters at camp here for the LA Kings. Twenty eight of them were in the Kings organization last year. That's a big number. That's not much changeover. 28 of them out of 36 were in the Kings organization last year. So they know the system. They're familiar with it. It's going to take some new guys like Anderson maybe, but Anderson's looking like he's fitting in right away. And Athanasiu, when he, we don't even have Athanasiu yet. He has to finish his COVID protocols but, and quarantine, but, when he, but he's going to get in there as well. And that's going to change some th- some things up when he's done his protocol and he can be out there as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens there. But, you know, it's fun. This is why we do this, right? This, this It's fun to see who's going to mix and match and such. And, uh, of course, we have to wait for Athanasio to do that. And he's going to be there. And head coach Paul McClellan, once again on day one, said uh, the first impressions are valuable i believe in this group when i mention the group i'm including the players from ontario last year as well they play the same system they know the same language they picked up a lot of things and head coach Todd McClellan was excited to see all of that installed in day one of training camp and then you go to day two which is another great day another another hard scrimmage uh great practice for the players and head coach Todd McClellan said it was another great day for the group they're going hard so by the end of the day, there is a little bit of a fatigue factor, but nothing we can't overcome. I thought the scrimmage was uh, had a little more structure to it. There was a lot of good plays made today, which is a good sign. A lot of good things. So he's happy. Thomas Holland is happy. Again, that was, that was after the second day of training camp. And like we said, like we pointed out, fatigue is going to be a little bit of a factor at start. But every team is going to go through that. I guarantee you every team is going to go through that. Uh, McClellan also indicated, like I said, he was pl- he's pleased with the Swedish line. He's pleased with Lars Anderson centering Grunstrom and Fajmo. He really likes that line. And again, don't expect changes to the groups over these first few days because head coach Tom McClellan said it is unfair to put him in a blender. He said, actually, quote unquote, he said, we'll see a lot of familiar. Fam- you'll see a lot of familiarity with these lines. I think it would be crazy to throw them in a blender right now and start all over. There are some cer- some tendencies that certain individuals have that they're able to read off each other. Let's let's give the familiarity familiarity of line mates a chance. If it goes well, it'll stay there. And if it doesn't go well, then we'll think about shifting some individuals around. And you know what? 
I like this Swedish line a lot, and I don't think it's going to be changed for a little while yet. I think this, I think they're going to prove some stuff to head coach Colin McCollin and can go deep into training camp. And I also think that that's good because, like I've said, I want some of these younger guys as part of this team. I want Samuel Fatimo as part of this team. Raza Skupari, he is real close to being a part of this team. I want that. I really want that for this team. And another just thing quick about this set on day two of training camp, I thought this was interesting, was when Matt Roy was speaking to the media, the defenseman, he's still a bit of a younger guy on the team, but when Alec Martinez got traded last year, Alec Martinez was the uh, NHL PA representative for the LA Kings, the NHL Players Association representative for the LA Kings. When he got traded, Matt Roy took that job. This is usually set for an older player, but Matt Roy is a younger guy, and he took it. It was straightforward, and he <laughs> he took the, he took the lead on it, and then it became anything but normal. The role, of course, with COVID and anything like that, but. Roy liked it. He likes being at the center of discussions and he likes being at the center of all the return to play info and what's going to happen. And he said, while still being a younger player and trying to find a role for himself on the ice, he never envisioned being in this role already, but he really likes it. He said, he said, it's very interesting to say the least. I never thought I'd be in a position like that before. It was really cool being a part of discussions and trying to work around all of the different things being thrown at us all summer. I was grateful to be in that position, being a younger guy, and I think it's pretty cool to be a part of. And yeah, absolutely. Why not? Usually, the NHLPA representative for each team is usually an older player. Matt Roy is 26. He's one of the younger players doing it. And I think that the it shows that the LA Kings have faith in this guy. It shows that they like this guy. He had a good year last year, and it shows that the players like him. It shows that the coaching staff trusts him. It shows that the organization trusts him. And you know, I really like that a lot. He said, and Roy also went on to say, some weeks there would be a lot of information thrown at us, and other weeks would be kind of quiet. Sometimes things would be certain, and sometimes there would be some tentative plans. I just tried to keep the guys in the loop as much as I could, and once things were more certain, I was communicating a bit more. So, pretty cool to see that as well. Pretty cool to see a young guy get a chance to be in that role and communicate to the whole team throughout quarantine, throughout the whole longer offseason about what was going on so good for for Matt Roy I think he's a big part of this team obviously because of the trust that the team has put in him to make him the NHLPA representative and that's good for him it's good for the team and I, I like going with a younger guy for that role as well and then that was on the, on day two of training camp and then on day two day two of training camp there was some stuff that kind of blew some wildfire on Twitter because, as you know, the LA Kings, they have a villain. People don't like him. People don't like him because he's cocky. People don't like him because he's one of the best players in the league. Yes, I will admit. I will admit. There have been problems with his game. He was one of the top defensemen in the game. He still is. Look at the numbers. Look at Just look at the time on ice he puts up. He was second in the league in time on ice last year. Yes, I'm talking about Drew Doughty. I still like him. I still love him. Why not? He's still one of the best defensemen in the league. Has he had his struggles? Yes. Is he not as good as he once was? Yes. That's what happens when you're in the top of ice time 
every year since you're like 20 years old. That's what happens when you go on two deep cup runs. Yes. And yes, there was a problem with that contract that he is just starting. Yes, I know that. But the hate I saw on Twitter for him, I just did not get. Yes, I understand it, but it's also because people love to hate him. People don't like how cocky he is. People love to hate him. And it all started when uh, head coach Paul McClellan talked about, talked about Drew as well. And he defended him. He said, quote, with Drew, I said this yesterday. Right now, he's, he's underappreciated. Maybe because he's not producing as many points. When you sit in the locker room, and when you sit in our locker room, when you sit in our office, the appreciation level for what he does is quite high. You look at the amount of minutes he plays, the type of contribution, the type of competition he plays against, the zone starts at times, and the amount of game he can control from back there. We're very fortunate to have him. Yes, you are. He still is one of the best players in the game. Yes, he might not be putting up the points as much, but he is on the ice. Again, he was second in the league in time in time of time on ice last year. A nice time. And he plays against the best players on every team. You are fortunate to have a player like that. You are very fortunate to have a player like that. Doughty went on to say, A lot of people had me written off as not even a good player anymore. And all of that becomes personal. And that, and all that drives me to be better this year and make our team better. Doughty hates listening to the haters. Doughty hates being said that he's not good anymore. And people are making jokes. Oh, I feel like this is said every year. I feel like this, it's Drew Doughty spite season. Oh, it was supposed to be Drew Doughty spite season last year. Supposed to be that two years ago. You know what? Shut up. He's still a good defenseman. Yes, I will admit. I just said it a few minutes ago. Is he not, he's not quite as good as he once was. But look at that time on AC puts up. Look at who he plays against. He is a leader on this team. He is showing the younger as the way. Yes, does it add, does do his antics get in the way sometimes? Yes, but it's the way he is. It's the way he's trying to be a leader. And you know what? It's LA Kings hockey, his style of play. Tough, gritty. He's a leader. Yes, he doesn't put up as many points as he used to, but don't undersell this guy. There is still great love for this guy around the league. In the organization, absolutely. They love this guy. And in the league as well. So don't undersell Drew Doughty. Yes, I know the numbers aren't as good as they once was. Especially the analytics. But still look at the time of IC plays. I get, and look at who he plays against. He plays against the top players in this league consistently. So don't undersell Drew Doughty quite yet. And speaking of Drew Doughty, when I said the groups and lines earlier, who is he paired with? He's paired with Ole Mata. And I'm very excited for Ole Mata and what he's going to bring to this team. This team needs a boost defensively. And I'm very excited for this. I'm very excited for Ole Mata to be a part of this team. He was probably the biggest off off-season acquisition for Rob Blake. And I, 
two-time two-time cup winner with Pittsburgh has played with uh, Pittsburgh and Chicago and him and Odie have been paired together because they have a prior relationship they skate together in London Ontario over the summer and Dowdy, of course, a London native. Olimata played for the London Knights. And Olimata is excited to be playing on the West Coast. He's excited for the different opportunity. And he just said, like I just said, he said, I'm just excited. I think it's a great opportunity for myself and for the team. Looking at the guys we have, we have a lot of established older guys who know how to win. And I think the young guys look good and are pushing to get better. That's true. And you know what? Olimata has been a good defenseman in the past. He is still young, and he's won the Cup twice. I think he's going to be good for this team. I think he's going to really help this team out a lot. There's some chemistry between Mata and Olimata and Drew Doughty, and I think that that's going to help a lot as well when it comes to this team. I really do. I really, really do. And then we get to day three. Another hard day of scrimmaging, and head coach Tom McClellan drilled into the guys once again. I think you could see a level of fatigue in the group today. It doesn't matter what you do in the summer until you get out there skating, play on, playing five on five, and and get put through the drills and game situations where people are leaning on you. Your body isn't ready, quite ready for it. I thought they battled really well today. So again, that's true. You can skate all you want. It doesn't matter until you get into game situations until you put yourself out there and are battling in the drills and competing it's hard to get that stamina back until you're there and so today as we record this it is an off day for training camp this is from day three of training camp yesterday and you know who is really good at training who has been really good at training camp the last three days that we haven't talked about yet ix alafalo he had a career career year last year. Head coach Tom McClellan loves this kid. And he thinks that both head coach Tom McClellan and I follow himself, believe in himself, that this year is only going to get bigger for him. He said, uh, I follow went on to say, I feel like this year coming up, I need to shoot more. Keep getting better in the offensive, lo- offensive zone. It's simple things like shooting extra pucks after or before practice. There's a shooting room around two. I've been focusing on that and trying to get a quick release from really anywhere in the zone. I'm working on that, and hopefully it pays off. Again, last year, career year for Iofalo in goals, assists, points, and he ranked second on the Kings in points and was tied for third in goals and assists on the team. And like I just said, McClellan loves this kid as well. He said, I thought Alex had a tremendous season last year, especially in the second half. If he can build on that part of his game, the offensive part, he'll compliment the guys that he's playing with. And... We trust him in every situation. Power play, penalty kill, 5-on-5. Five five. He might not be the fancy guy. He may not be the top-scoring winger in the league. But he's certainly a trustworthy player who the coaches really appreciate. And I know that his teammates really appreciate him too. And that goes a long way. That is very true. I think Ajax Alaphalo is underrated. He's only getting better. And to have a guy like that, a young guy like that, that you trust in every situation... That is massive. He's been a part of this Kings team for a while now, and he's only getting better. He's still a young guy. I think only 26 still. A lot of those guys are in that range. And you know, this is the kind of guy you want on your team. And this is another big year for I follow. He had a career last year. He's also hoping to just get bigger this year. 
just have a better year this year because this is the final year of his deal. He's a free agent after this year. And that made, thinking, I look at that and that makes me think. He's 26. He's only getting better. Is this going to be a deadline piece this year? I guess you'll have to see what happens. You'll have to see how the King season goes. But if the King season doesn't go well, is IXL a follow a trade deadline piece? That is definitely something that we will be discussing again later in the season because that is super interesting to think of. Will IXL follow be a trade deadline piece? Again, depends on how the season goes, but it's an interesting thing to think of. Really, really interesting thing to think of. And then I just want to talk about the Anderson a little bit quickly, a little more. That Swedish line, Anderson, Fajimo, and Grunstrom. They've had they've been great in training camp so far. And Anderson's interesting because we've talked about him a bit. He's one of these players. He was a top draft pick, and he has and he didn't work out in New York for the Rangers. This is a fresh start for him on the West Coast now. And he's excited for this opportunity. He actually even said that he didn't plan on playing in North America this year. He planned on staying in Sweden and playing in the Swedish Hockey League. But when the trade to LA happened, that changed his mind. He said, yep, I'm going back to the NHL. And that was interesting to me. You know, what does that say about the Rangers organization? Also, speaking of that, shout out Henrik Lundqvist. Bless up to him. Prayers up to him. Having to have open heart surgery. Also, how bad of a look does that look on the Rangers as well, by the way? You don't notice that your that your star goaltender, your top player, had a heart problem? His whole career? You don't notice that? What are we talking about here? So, I don't know. That, that didn't seem like a great look on the Rangers for me. But anyways, side note. Lars Anderson. He's an LA King. Yeah, the trade completely changed his mind. He was he was going to stay at home and play in the, in the Swedish Hockey League. And, and then he got the trade to LA happened. He was like, nope, I'm coming to the NHL. I want to be on this LA Kings roster. I like what they have. And he said, I've been here for a couple of weeks now, but everything is awesome here. And I'm very, very happy here. It's such a first-class organization from top to bottom. And I'm super happy and excited to be here. And you know what? I'm excited that the LA Kings are taking a chance on this kid. Because he's one of these guys, I think just... A change of scenery is going to help him completely. I think it really is. I think it's really going to help him. I think it really is. And I really like the Swedish line that they have going on so far at training camp. And then through these last through these three days of training camp, let's get to the goalies as well. And it's going to be Quick and Peterson. We know that. Is it going to be 50-50? Is it going to be Peterson's net? Is it going to be quick, Quick's net? That we don't know. I think it'll be a lot of 50-50, but we will find that out. What is important, who's going to be the, thir- the third string this year? That's important to me. But we'll get to that in a second because when it comes to goaltending, that's the toughest position to judge Like at the start of training camp in such a weird year this is. And when you only have two weeks to train, when you haven't played in... Since March. Jonathan Quick went on to say it as well. He said when it comes to. uh, He said when it comes to starting training camp. That 
I think with anything, there's positive and negatives. Some of the older guys who have played this long in the league, you're going to have those things bugging you here and there. So you have plenty of time to heal up and get it all figured out. At the same time, it's also 10 months since you've played a hockey game. While you're grateful that you're healthy and you feel good, you're also trying to ramp, ramp it back up and get in game shape. I love this quote from Jonathan Quick because it's true. Veteran guys, they take longer to heal. They haven't played since March. They've had all the time to heal. They feel better. But at the same time, it's hard to ramp it up right away. Is that something you have to work on? They're grateful for the time that they heal, but they get but now they have to ramp it up again and get ready to go again. Head coach Tom McClellan went on to say when it comes to the goaltending, they're probably the ones that have the most gapped close. That's not because they're they're not sharp or didn't do their homework. It's just that once you get in the net and the pucks start coming at you for real and there's traffic and you've got to read plays, you've got they've got the most work to do. You're going to we're going to work them hard. We're going to be patient with them, and we've got to make sure that we've got four of them, four of them, up and running by the time the season starts. That's important, and that kind of goes to what we said about stamina at this at the first few days of training camp and fatigue. It takes long. It takes a while to get back into the situation. It takes a few days to get fully back into like okay, I'm good to go, sort of thing. And especially for goaltenders, you have to read the puck. You have to see it bounce off bodies. You got to wrist shots, slap shots, like, and like, you don't know what it's gonna hit on your way. You got to try to read plays, uh, get past deflections and such, uh, get past people in your way, screens. So that is very interesting to see for the uh, how the goaltenders react to that over the first few days of training camp. And Quick also said. I think around the league, not having exhibition games is the biggest challenge for everybody. Even in a normal year, you play preseason games, and the first game still feels fast. I think everyone, all 31 teams, they're going to feel that a little bit. I think the way we've broken down camp so far, getting into scrimmages right away, and trying to get you making those those game decisions and realizing you don't have much time to do it in the summer skates, hammering that home right away is a message to everyone in the locker room, and we've got to, and we've got to be ready here. I love that as well because doing the scrimmages right away is perfect. And I agree. Being an athlete, that first game, you can train. You can play in scrimmages all you want. That first game still feels fast. Maybe it's partly adrenaline because you're pumped for the first game of the year. But that first game still feels fast. And every team is going to go through that this year. Every team is going to struggle with that this year. That's just facts. And I think that the Kings have realized that. I think the goaltenders have realized that. And they're doing everything they can to be ready. And it's exciting. You know what? I'm excited, Kings fans. This, As you're listening to this, we are 10 days away from the start of the season. The Kings dropped the puck against the Minnesota Wild on January 14th. It is so nice to be talking about training camp again. It is so nice to be talking about the LA Kings again and training camp and what all that and everything that's going on at camp. And I'm just so excited for the season to start. I'm so, so excited for the season to start, Kings fans. And I hope you are as well because it's exciting. It really is exciting. So get ready for it. Get ready for LA Kings hockey because it is so much fun that we are able to talk about training camp again and 
what's going to happen with this team. I'm excited, and you better be too. Now we have one more thing to talk about here on Episode 9, Season 2 of The King's End. Thank you so much for listening. The World Juniors. Holy, has this been fun. World Juniors is always so much fun. Always so exciting. We're down to the Final Four. We just had quarterfinal Saturday yesterday. We are recording this Sunday morning. We're down to the Final Four. It is Canada versus Russia and the USA versus Finland. That means Quinton Byfield, Jordan Spence, still in, the Team Canada representatives. And then Turcotte, Alex Turcotte, Arthur Kulagov, and Brock Faber, still in for Team USA. And they will face Kasper Semitolov in the other semifinal at the World Juniors. And you know what? All the Kings prospects have just been killing it at the World Juniors. But let's go to the players that have been eliminated first in Tobias Bornfoot, Lucas Perrick, and Martin Kromanek. They had okay tournaments. They had pretty good tournaments, you know? I really like that Swedish team a lot. That was a heartbreaking loss to Finland. Heartbreaking loss to Finland. You know, Swede- I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but Sweden's goaltender, he did all he could to keep them in it, man. He did all, uh, Finland absolutely dominated the second half of that game, and he did all he did all all he could to keep them in it. But Tobias Bornfoot, again, I really like this kid. I really do. He had two assists in five games and was plus one in the tournament. I didn't think he was bad in the tournament. He was laying the body, which I liked. Smaller guy, and he's laying the body. You can see he's getting bigger. He's working on getting bigger. He's still just 19 years old. Love that. Martin Kromanek, he, he, you heard his name a lot. For Slovakia. He had one goal in five games. He was a minus seven though. And you know what? That's kind of the problem with this tournament. Is like some teams just dominate other teams. That's just the facts. We all know that. We all know that. But you know what? I didn't mind his tournament either. Minus seven doesn't look good. But you know it wasn't bad. And then we get to Lucas Perrick. The goaltender. One, one, and one in the tournament. You see seven goals allowed on 60 shots. That's not great. But again... It's the way the tournament goes, kind of, you know, right? There's powerhouses in this tournament. There is. But you know what? Lucas Perrick will be remembered for? Shutting out Russia. Causing some potential chaos in this tournament. That's what will be remembered by Lucas Perrick in this tournament. And be excited about him because I really like him as well. So like I said, we're now down to the final four. Canada versus Russia. The USA versus Finland. Let's just go over it quickly. Canada versus Russia. Canada, Jordan Spence, he's only played in two games on the blue line. He has one goals and he's plus one in the two games. Quinton Byfield, he had that huge six-point game that we talked about. He has seven points in five games, two goals, five assists. He's a plus seven in the tournament. That Canada team is unbelievable, man. They look good. They are fun to watch. And that is going to be a tough test against Russia in the semifinals. But I think they're going to take it. I think Canada is going to take it. And I think we're going to get a Canada-USA final. I really do. That Finland team, man, though, they are tenacious. I could easily see Finland beating the U.S., but I think what 2021 needs to start off the year is a Canada versus the U.S. final, don't you think? Well, let's just break it down quickly. The USA, Turcotte, Kaliev, Faber, Turcotte, one goal, four assists in five games. He's a plus five. Arthur Kaliev, man, I've liked him a lot this tournament. 
two goals, three assists in five games, plus six in the tournament. Had a big goal last night in the semifinal. And Brock Faber has four assists on the blue line in five games, and it's a plus eight in the tournament. And then Kasper Samantolov, he's been very good for this Finnish team. Very, very good. He's also a point-of-game player in this tournament. Same as, uh, exact same stats as Kalikev. Two goals, three assists in five games. He is plus three, though, while Kaliev is a plus six. But, man, he's been playing well for Finland. I've, I like this kid a lot. This is a great pick by the LA Kings. It really is. But there you have it. Those are your LA Kings at the World Juniors so far. Only three eliminated. Still six of them in the final four. Again, Canada versus Russia. The USA versus Finland. The tournament will be done by the time episode 10 comes out. So we will break it all down in episode 10 of season 2 of the King's Den. And with that being said, that does it for episode 9 of season 2 of the King's Den. Thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy the World Juniors. Enjoy the finals. Enjoy the two semifinals on Monday and the finals on Tuesday. It's going to be a lot of fun. It always is. Canada versus Russia, USA versus Finland. Tweet at us your predictions, what you think is going to happen. Remember last year, LA Kings prospect Akil Thomas was the hero for Team Canada? Who's going to be the hero this year? Who's going to be the hero of the World Juniors this year? Will it be a LA Kings prospect again? We'll have to wait and see. Remember how exciting that was last year when Akil Thomas scored the winner for Canada? Let's see what happens again this year. But enjoy the World Juniors. Happy New Year, Kings fans. But actually, before we get all that, like always, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and review us here at the Kings Den. And after you listen to this, go check out every other podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network because there is just amazing work being done across the whole network. So go check that out as well. And then also don't forget to follow us on social media at the Kings Den THPN on Twitter and Instagram. Of course, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at CunninghamJordy, or on Instagram, at Jordy underscore Cunningham23. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram, at HockeyPodNet. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube for all of our great video footage. And don't forget to check us out on Patreon for just $1. You can find all of our exclusive bonus content around the Hockey Podcast Network. That was episode 9 of season 2. Thank you so much for joining us. Happy New Year, Kings fans. Happy New Year, hockey fans. I hope you have a great week. I hope you're having a great start to the new year. I hope you're enjoying the hockey, the World Juniors, and I hope that you're enjoying that we have that we have LA Kings news to talk about. I hope you're enjoying that we get to talk about training camp. It is, oh, it feels so nice to be talking about LA Kings hockey again. But thank you so much. Have a great week. Be nice to people. Wear your mask. And we will talk to you on Thursday for episode 10 of season 2 of the Kingdom.